Welcome to the Neo News Today podcast. My name is Dean and today we're going to be talking to Nate Strang from iMusify, which is a blockchain-based incentivized music platform. And iMusify really aims to bring value back to artists who are increasingly receiving smaller slices of the royalty pie and also foster more direct synergies between artists and their fans. iMusify won second place in the first City of Zion DAPCOMP and uh, Nate is going to tell us all about what they've been up to since. Don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you're listening to this, be it YouTube, iTunes, or Google Play, so you never miss an episode. Before we get to the interview, here are some upcoming dates that you should be aware of. On March 16th, Neo will be completing the Australian leg of their APAC tour with the Sydney Meetup, which sold out in less than 48 hours. It will feature presentations from Neo, City of Zion, Moonlight, Neon Exchange, Ontology, Q-Link, Matchup Box, and more, and will also be live-streamed on the Neo News Today YouTube and Twitter. On the same day, Neo will round off the APAC tour with a meetup and developer workshop in Seoul. Alchemint, Trinity, ZeroChain, Redpulse, Zpin, GameFund, Q-Link, and DahongFei will all be presenting, and Andre from O3 Labs will be hosting the development workshop. And finally, on March 24th, there will be a meetup in Guangdong, Shenzhen in China, with presentations from Neo, Zpin, Trinity, NKN, and New Econolab. All right, let's get on to the interview. On the line, I have Nate Strang, COO of iMusify, a free blockchain-based, incentivized, and decentralized platform for music-related digital content where anyone can join, contribute, and get paid in the IMU token. They won second place in the first City of Zion DAP competition and have continued to work hard on building their product ever since. Nate, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. How are you? I'm great, Dean. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, not a problem, mate. So do you want to start by telling our listeners a little bit about yourself and how you came to be involved in iMusify? Absolutely. I would love to. Um, so I myself am a, a musician and an entrepreneur, and um, I got into to blockchain about a year and a half ago um, through the traditional channels, um, you know, crypto trading and all that good stuff. Um, and about 10 months ago, uh, I began to really get interested in music uh, or, or blockchain's implications in the music industry and uh, the greater media industry, actually. Um, and I began to research certain projects that were going on um, and try and just try and see where where I could get into the to the space. Um, and about four months ago, um, I came across iMusify. And I was I was just immediately uh, intrigued and inspired, and I, I reached out to the founder David, um, and it was kind of a, a really uh, synchronous uh, experience. You know, it was a right time, right place, right time, um, where David had just uh, participated in the the Neo competition, um, and he was building his initial team um, and really starting to push the development further. Um, so I, I got linked up with David at the perfect time um, and started to work with him on, on certain business development uh, things. And ever since then, you know, we've we've begun to build our team further um, from, you know, developers to marketers uh, to, to our legal team. And, you know, we've really started to pick up speed and pick up momentum. Um, and as of right now, we're, we're still moving forward quickly. Um, we're participating in the the Neo Microsoft competition uh, in early March, 
um, with a kind of a, a new and improved uh, minimum viable product uh, that we submitted uh, to to the, the initial NEO competition. Um, and following that, we're gonna we're gonna push uh, the MVP into our beta, um, and we'll also be looking uh, to we'll also be pushing uh, or working towards our our crowd sale uh, in May. So that's kind of a little bit about myself and uh, how I got involved in the, the project. And um, yeah. Sweet. So we'll come back to a couple of those points a little bit later regarding uh, the competition and the token sale. Um, but music is something that's you know also very close to my heart. So I played in a band for 10 years. I have friends who own record labels. I tour managed for international artists, ran a radio show for homegrown music. So I'm very familiar with the struggle of trying to make a living from music. And I have friends in bands that would be considered quote-unquote successful. You know, some of them with thousands of fans, they tour the world, yet they get home from tour and they still need a part-time job to survive. And Absolutely. I think that um, the people that aren't in music, they don't necessarily realize this is the case. Right? But it seems to be something that I musify is acutely aware of. So naturally, my interest was piqued when I started learning about what you guys were doing. So before we talk about what iMusify does, I think it would help our listeners if you tell us first a little bit about the problems that you're looking to solve. Absolutely. Um, you know, j just going back to the first thing that you said, it's 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 really been quite astounding. Um, you know, through my work with iMusify, uh, it's been amazing, you know, through every event and conversation I have, you know, how many entrepreneurs and how many uh, kind of creators in the blockchain space it's amazing to see how many of them actually have a musical background mm -hmm. um and it's been so cool to see you know almost every person that comes to our discord channel is like you know i was a musician five years ago and i i'm totally with what you guys are doing and i believe in it so much it's it's so powerful um but but going off of that um you know, we all we, we are all artists, and so some of the the, the challenges that we're we're looking to uh, address, um, m most of them arise uh, kind of from the the rapid uh, evolution um, that has come about in the industry that that really began uh, with with digitalization. Um, you know, kind of the the first benchmark to that was with Napster, um, and following Napster, uh, we've had various various benchmarks and now we're kind of in the the streaming service uh, era I like to call it mm -hmm. um, but some of the, some of the challenges that we're trying to address the main one is is the value gap um, and what I mean by that is the the convenience and the the quality uh, that is delivered to end users you know Spotify uh, Spotify subscribers Apple music subscribers it is really is really not connected with the value that is returned uh, to the artists who list their platform um, or to, who list their content on that platform, and it really creates a huge risk, um, especially for for smaller uh, and medium sized artists when they when they put their music out on this on this uh, platform that is the kind of preferred preferred uh, consumption uh, method. It's they're they're really uh, creating a huge risk for themselves because um, there's a huge inefficiency in this process where uh, if an artist puts his music on the on a platform like Spotify or Apple Music he really loses a lot of the control of, of the ownership of the, of the ownership of uh, the rights of the content and you know his rights to receive payment for that work so what this has generated is a really inefficient system for artists getting paid and being able to track their content on these digital streaming platforms. 
Um, and, and to further that point, the smaller and the medium-sized artists, they just don't have the resources to protect themselves legally um, and as a business, especially if they're not, they're not a part of any, uh, any label. The, the larger artists who are a part of these huge labels, they kind of have this supporting, uh, this supporting organization that ensures that they're going to get paid uh, according to a contract. Mm -hmm. And what this has done is it's created a huge, um, huge imbalance in the distribution where the top 1% of artists earn over 70% of the total uh, revenue from from uh, digital music. Mm -hmm. And that is just a huge imbalance um, that, that just makes it extremely unfair for, uh, for creators um, in that smaller and medium-sized bracket to, to get paid for their work. And it's really, it's really quite a deterrent. Um, and it, it, it's really making people shy away from the process because you know, they just don't have the hope um, to get paid for their work. And that's, that's something that we really want to change because music is so important. And I think music is a way that, that we can all connect and relate. And we want to give, uh, we want to give anyone who, who wants to express their voice, we want to give them a power, the power and a platform that they can do that on and also to get rewarded for it. Um, so, so that kind of value, uh, gap in that distribution of wealth is kind of the source of, of, uh, what we're trying to solve and to, to go into a little bit more detail, there are kind of, uh, sub issues with that, like, uh, you know, managing digital rights, um, and, and, and things of that nature that, that we're, that we're tackling as well. But that, that really, that value gap is the main source that we're trying to tackle, um, with our platform and our network. Sure. I, I remember reading an article, I think it was uh, Wes Borland, the uh, the guitarist from Limp Bizkit, his girlfriend was in a band and she had music on our Spotify and they got their royalty check in the mail one day and she opened it up and it was like two cents and yep. she was just so defeated. She was like, "Like, are they, are they taking the piss? Are they doing this to upset me? Like, why even send me this check for two cents? What's the point? So, uh, and, and that was really the first time... Um, I mean, not the first time I realized that uh, there was a problem, but that really hit that home for me. Like they're actually sending out checks for two cents to people. Um, that was that was pretty crazy. So I, I think as um, as listeners are hearing this, they'll probably fit themselves into one of two categories. So the first would be um, artists, musicians, composers, DJs, you know, music content creators in general. And the second would be content consumers. So people who just want to discover, listen to and enjoy music. So let's talk about the user experience of each group on iMusify, and we'll start with the creators. So let's say I'm in a band, and we want to raise funds to record and release an EP, uh, maybe hold an EP launch, print off some merch, and then go on a short tour. So what tools does iMusify put at my disposal, and how would I go about getting started on the platform? Absolutely. That's a great question. Um, so, so for that, we like to call them personas. Um, we're we're really developing a complex ecosystem that we uh, that we see a lot of these different uh, personas as having a role. So for that artist persona, um, the the main tool that will that will give uh, an increase in resources and opportunity in creating projects like an EP, a tour, uh, a single, you know, a collaborative project between different artists. Um, the main tool that we provide on our platform uh, is crowdfunding. And so with our, our crowdfunding mechanism, an artist can create a campaign 
um, and they can say, uh, you know, I, I want to raise X amount of, of funds to produce this project. Uh, and with these funds, I will, I will pay for recording time, uh, instrumentalists, songwriting, etc. Um, and what they can then do with that campaign is they can share it uh, throughout their networks, whether it's through Instagram or their iMusify network um, or various other uh, professional and creative networks that they may have. And they can attract support um, by offering various uh, exclusive products and, um, and, and rewards to supporters, you know, in the form of exclusive access to content, um, you know, allowing these supporters to pr actually participate in the creative process by saying, uh, you know, artists have, have various uh, interests in allowing other people to, to, to participate in this way, but we've, ex we've received a lot of interest in artists who, who really want to hear um, what their fans think of what they're doing. So with our crowdfunding uh, feature, artists will allow an opportunity for their fans to say, ooh, I really like that. The, the lyrics of this song or, oh, I like this, but you know, um, that, that verse could be a little bit better. So as a supporter of a crowdfunding campaign, you can actually more directly connect with the artist um, who you support. And I think that's a really cool opportunity because with platforms like Spotify and Apple Music, there's a huge disconnect where you press play and the artist uploads it and that's about it. Um, but that's something really cool that blockchain allows us to do is it allows us to connect in new ways. So, um, just going back to the crowdfunding thing, uh, you know, it, it, it'll allow artists and fans to connect in different ways after they support their artists. Um, and they'll get access to, like I said, you know, special products. Um, they can even offer things like, uh, discounted ticket rates, um, for upcoming tours. So. Um, th this kind of network value uh, that we create with this crowdfunding feature is going to be a huge, uh, a huge benefit to artists um, looking to 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 get uh, garner support for for projects like you mentioned. Um, and just going off of that, this this really this network value amongst our platform is a huge promotion tool um, as well, where each fan and each supporter actually becomes kind of an unofficial promoter um, of the artists that they're supporting where they say, um, let's say, let's say you're a fan of X band and you support them uh, and you receive in, in return um, a ticket to their show once they, once they complete their project, then you are going to want to say, Hey, Hey friends, Hey network. Um, I just got a ticket for supporting this artist. It's in a nearby city. So who wants to come with me? Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, by combining that crowdfunding feature with the network, there's really an unlimited opportunity for artists to, to uh, gather support, to grow their network and their following. And that's something that we're really excited about. Okay, great. And that crowdfunding mechanism, how exactly is that going to work? Is What token will be used for that? The IMU token? Because I thought I saw something about... Uh, artists being able to create their own token as well. Is that related? Um, it, it, it's related in a way. So from the beginning, um, artists will be able to, to garner funds in the form of IMU. Um, and that goes back to the network where we're, we're looking at creating a, an all-inclusive network where an artist can take the funds he's the IMU funds he's raised and directly pay, um, the producers, the songwriters, um, 
that are a part of the iMusify network in the IMU token so they can actually take the funds they've received and produce the projects that they want to all without converting to fiat. Um, but going back to the artist token thing, um, down the line will will allow the opportunity for artists to create their own tokens. Um, and that creates kind of a, a higher level of, of crowdfunding where you can create a more sustainable uh, monetization model for artists where they'll say, okay, okay, I'm Usify. Um, I am a really committed artist and I'm, I really want to be a part of your platform. Uh, I'm looking to develop an album over the next year and looking down the line for my career, there are probably, you know, eight to 10 other projects that I'm looking to support. So that would be a scenario where we might say, or, or where we might help them create their own artist token and actually, um, actually offer, allow, allow the artists to offer um, those tokens in exchange for supporting um, in exchange for supporting artists in those crowdfunding campaigns. So the, the tokenization is kind of the step up um, from the basic, uh, the basic crowdfunding feature that we're going to be starting out with. But it's, it's really a, a really cool concept. And the way I like to look at it is we're developing this smart music economy. And the crowdfunding uh, functionality is kind of, it's kind of the small business. Um, and it's, it's the venture capital. Uh, of sorts where you can you can receive funds um, and looking to to grow that economy the the tokenization is kind of the next step up where you have the stock exchange um, and that type of thing where artists can really grow their business proposition um, using that model so we're we're starting out in kind of the grassroots um, aspect with the small business model but you know, shortly down the line, we're going to introduce that that artist token um, to really grow and develop the economy um, further. Okay, cool. And then the other thing um, that you offer artists and, and musicians and stuff like that is is licensing options. So you can you tell us a little bit about how that's going to work on iMusify? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so so with, with iMusify, we're creating kind of a, a blockchain-based database. Um, and the main value with licensing that we're going to be offering um, is through sync licensing. And what sync licensing will allow an artist to do um, is it will allow them to really expand their, their offering um, and create new income streams. So if you look at your basic artist who may, uh, may create music for Spotify or whatever, that is often the only source of revenue that they have. You know, they'll obviously have a live, live performance income but they often don't know how or don't have the resources to capitalize on licensing for commercials or you know online videos or podcasts even. So we are creating um, a platform and even a portal where, uh, where uh, creators can come to offer their work um, for commercial licensing purposes, whether it's for, like I said, um, you know, TV ads, video, uh, online videos, podcasts, um, feature films, uh, promotional videos, it's really, it's really limitless. Um, and what this will allow an artist to do is they can actually sell a license to their work. Um, so the most popular licensing license that we're going to offer for artists is kind of the we would like to call it the all you can eat license where an artist will be able to sell a license to their work for x amount of imu 
um, and it allows the purchaser to use that use that work um, within any number of predefined uh, predefined uses. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is the main source of of the licensing opportunities uh, that we are providing from the get go for artists. But we're really excited to see how it's going to develop because by introducing or reintroducing a trust and a transparency in this process, I think that 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 kind of licensing ecosystem in and of itself is going to develop in really cool ways. Um, and we're we're working on onboarding. Um, different types of users into that kind of section of the ecosystem um, that will really push it forward to or from film creators to to commercial directors um, and everything so that you know really from the beginning we'll have a lot of supply and a lot of demand for that licensing uh, functionality okay cool that's uh, that's really interesting uh, off the top of my head I can't really think of any platforms that combine uh, sort of an end user commercial experience of being able to stream and listen to music with being able to also manage licensing and rights. Um, you know, it's, it's very easy to do with photos, for instance, uh, stock photo or things like that. You can upload your um, your work and then create the different licenses. And I know uh, there are some out there for, for music, um, but like I said, I can't think of any that combine making uh putting it out there for users to uh, consume as well as managing those licenses. I, I don't know if it does exist but uh, i've never come across it so um the other thing i wanted to talk to you about was the uh imusify academy which is an interesting concept can you tell us a bit about that absolutely i'd love to that's something that i'm i'm really personally excited about myself um just because as kind of a precursor um if you, if you look at what the iMusify platform and the network will be, um, from what I've discussed so far, it's really a virtual world, you know, where you're sharing digital assets and you can communicate, uh, and you do have that, that live performance uh, aspect of it, but it's really a virtual world where people are connecting and creating and collaborating um, on a global scale. But what we want to do with the iMusify Academy is create um, actual physical spaces where people can come together face to face and connect, network, and learn uh, within the music industry. So what that will look like in the future is we're going to begin um, with kind of a festival. And it's kind of funny. Um, when I was speaking with Hong Fei at, at DevCon in San Francisco, he was so excited when we talked about this. He was like, you guys got to come and perform. Um, you guys got to come and perform at the next DevCon. So <laughs> maybe what the first thing will look like is actually kind of a combined uh, Neo networking conference with the iMusify festival. That um, would be cool. That would be that awesome. Would, that would be quite cool. Um, but, you know, barring that, the iMusify Academy will be a combination of uh, live artist showcases where artists that have you know, launch successful projects and campaigns on the platform can actually come to perform. Um, it will be an education space. Um, one of the models we really like is the Red Bull Music Academy. Um, and what the Red Bull Music Academy does is each year they take on a group of students, uh, student creators and musicians um, in a new city each, each, uh, each year. And they allow them to connect and collaborate, and they bring in seasoned industry veterans and um, experienced producers and musicians, and allow them to learn and connect and create uh, in a space. And that's something that we really like, and we're going to push to do uh, in the near future with the academy, 
um, is, is create these physical spaces where people can come together and get excited uh, about what they're creating. So with the Academy, um, from the beginning, it's going to start out as, as the music uh, festivals um, in combination with opportunities to learn from people who want to present, um, share their ideas, and also um, serve as a place for, for new business development. Um, similar to what NEO does with their conferences, it, it'll be a place for people to present projects um, and new developments uh, on the iMusify platform. And you know, get feedback and network, um, and really uh, serve as a place where people can grow um, and 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 garner support for their projects. So that's kind of the the mission statement of the academy. Um, and while we are a little bit focused on you know the development of the platform, um, looking towards the early summer, we're really going to start to to focus some of our efforts um, on the academy uh, itself. It's funny you mentioned that, uh, you know, you were talking about combining uh, a NEO conference, you know, with this this music event. Because uh, when I participated in the the ontology launch in New York City, like, like I said earlier, I used to play in a band. I used to do tour managing and stuff like that. I haven't right. done that for a couple of years. Um, and I've really missed that. And then I went and participated in, the, in this NYC event. And uh, you rock up, like when you're in a band, you know, you rock up to the venue a couple hours early, they're setting up the PA, the stage and all that kind of stuff. You bring in all your gear, you know, there's usually four or five bands on the bill. They sort of get in their little groups, they sit around, they're talking, then slowly they start, you know, talking to each other. Then you go up and you can perform and you come off stage and, you know, the, the people in the crowd want to talk to you, want to know about your band, they want to say they enjoyed it. It was exactly the same experience at the NYC ontology event. All, all the projects get there instead of bands. There's someone setting up the PA and the mic in the stage in front. All the little projects get together, they talk. Then they start talking to each other. Then you get up on stage and you perform, you do your thing. Then you come off and the crowd wants to talk to you. And it's networking-wise, it's exactly the same experience. And uh, that was uh, that just really brought back a lot of memories. And I was amazed at how similar those two, uh, those two experiences were. So... Uh, I think there are some, you know, some interesting ways to combine those two uh, ideas, uh, you know, like you said. So that's really cool. Absolutely. So let's move on to the uh, the music consumers. So there's going to be people out there who, you know, just want to discover music, listen to songs, maybe support artists, like you said. Um, but in general, they just want to use iMusify to, to, to consume music. So what's the process for them as far as signing up on the platform and what innovative features do you have available for them and how, how will it look for, for that user? Absolutely. So we really have quite a user-friendly um, onboarding experience just for consumers. It's, you can sign up in uh, just a few clicks. Um, and going back to that persona thing that I discussed, um, as a consumer, you'll start out with that consumer persona, which allows you to discover new music, to listen to it, to stream it, to share it with your friends. Um, but what we're really, what we're really uh, pushing to do with iMusify is, is to take the excitement that consumers experience when they hear a new song and they want to share it uh, with a friend, is to really capture that ex excitement and that emotion and use it as a fuel um, to create, uh, not, only, uh, not only to grow our network, but to empower these consumers to create um, and to share in new ways. So with that being said, um, some of the kind of the, the product differentiators um, that we offer on our platform, um, a lot of them come from the, the network in and of itself. So within iMusify, 
um, all of our users, they'll, be, they'll basically be connected um, based upon shared music taste. So sure, you can go and follow your best friend um, and check out his music. But other than that, you will be connected on the platform um, with other people based upon your musical tastes. Mm -hmm. So let's say you and I, um, we both like, we both happen to share 10 mutual songs. We will then be at a connection level um, through our friendship at a level of 10, let's say. Mm -hmm. And that's a really cool thing because all other existing music platforms, um, they don't really utilize shared music tastes as yeah. a way to connect users. And we just, we at Unusify, we don't know why that is because you know if music is what you're experiencing and consuming and sharing why not use that as the medium for connecting new people um, so just going off of that there are a, a lot of really exciting developments that we can that we can build on that um, one of them that I've been kind of keeping under wraps um, but I'll share it with you um, <laughs> is is the uh, the feature the one of our playlist features so um, by connecting people uh, based on their musical tastes, say you're at a dinner party um, and you have six people over and let's say with your person next to you, you like you have three mutual song interests. The person across from you, you have six. Um, one of the really cool features of iMusify is it will actually create a playlist um, based upon the people you're with in the room and based upon your shared uh your, your shared musical taste. So you'll actually have a playlist that features all of the shared music um, of the people you're in the same room with. And that's a really, really exciting to me because for the, for the sole reason that it creates really exciting conversation about music. Yeah. So yeah. If, if you, if the playlist plays a song that two people like, then they'll say, Oh man, I love this song. Who else likes this? And then they can begin to talk about what uh, what makes that song important to them, and it's a really cool way to to just talk about music. Um, and we we kind of see it as we're kind of taking over the world with music, and that we're gonna there going to be a lot more conversations and friendships that are are started based upon music. But that is really awesome to us because music is such a powerful um, creator of emotion. And so just going back to the the consumer features, I know. I got a little sidetracked there. I get excited uh, about that <laughs> playlist feature. <laughs> um, but going going back to the consumer features, um, any consumer will be able to to stream content um, and to share it. But one of the really uh, cool uh, value adds that we offer is that um, you'll be able to be rewarded in IMU for curating content. So even the basic music consumer. Everyone loves to show their friend a new song, and everyone loves to feel like they've discovered uh, that song first. It's it's really just a, a way that artists and consumers connect, and they say, "I was the first one to resonate uh, with that artist's voice, and look at how many people in my circle uh, are listening to that same song now." It really gives you a sense of importance, mm -hmm. and uh, within our platform, we're actually quantifying that. Uh, um, by saying, uh, or, or by creating a functionality where based upon the music you share, um, based upon it, its success, um, and based upon how early you discover it, you actually are given a, a kind of curator value um, where you are valued and rewarded based 
upon the success of the music you curate within your network and also within the greater iMusify network. Yeah. And that's a really cool opportunity because, you know, on Spotify, SoundCloud, et cetera, you can have followers. Um, but that follower number doesn't really tell you that much about, you know, the quality of, of what you're doing um, and where you stand as, as a curator of music. And so that's a really cool feature um, that we're excited to do is create that curator value um, because we think it'll just, or we're, we're confident that it will incentivize um, new discovery. And, you know, by creating uh, a new or an increased demand by consumer, artists can then match that with increasing the supply um, of music. So by incentivizing discovery in this way by consumers, we can actually increase the demand for new music um, and create a, you know, a really great opportunity for those smaller and medium-sized artists to, to grow um, their networks through their fans. Um, so this is a really cool balance that we're looking to create where consumers, you know, your everyday consumer isn't just listening to music, but they're actually a valued piece of a network. Um, and of, of a, a fan base. So, you know, the, you can listen to music on iMusify, sure, but you can do so much more just by clicking. Um, and you can get, you can actually get rewarded in IMU um, for curating music. So um, that's, that's basically kind of the consumer uh, experience that we're looking to offer um, in our platform. And I, I hope that kind of answered your question. No, that's great. And I love that you've picked up on that because that is something that I've, I've thought about a lot in the past, that how do you capture that moment where someone uh, finds a piece of music that they really love and and wants to share that with their friends? I, I've, I've thought about that for a long time and, and considered that there was, there was something that could be done in that space to maximize the value that is... Um, that is that you get from that share from that that desire to share that piece of art um, but I hadn't really seen anything that had really made something of it and I think that um, that uh, curator process you described where you know the earlier you get on board that um, you know the, the more you're kind of rewarded I think that's a, a really fantastic model and I'm really interested to see how that pans out so what made iMusify decide to go with Neo uh, when you, I mean, you guys have been in development for a while now, uh, and that really puts you amongst the first pioneers of this platform. And, and when you started, when iMusify, you know, started being developed, there wasn't as many resources available then as there are now. And, uh, we're very glad to have you here, but, but why Neo? Um, that's a really great question. And it's, it's one that I love to answer. Um, the main reason that Neo was so attractive to us was their, their kind of, they like to define it as the trustful blockchain. Um, and what that means is that, or what that means for music is that as, as, as blockchain begins to become regulated, um, the, the trustless blockchains like Ethereum, they're really going to struggle, um, especially in the field of, of music because there, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of trust that needs to occur, um, you know, from verifying people's identities, um, to managing rights, um, there really will, there really will, uh, be, be created a lot of problems um, without that kind of trust. And what Neo offers is is their digital identity, um, where a user can can have their ver their identity verified, and they can operate within various platforms, um, even outside of iMusify, um, with with that secure identity. And they can 
they can work and develop uh, with that identify or that identity as as their foundation. So that was the main thing um, that brought us to iMusify. Um, was that trustful versus the trustless blockchain, and we've we've seen that that uh, that value um, attract a lot of a lot of popularity for Neo, especially recently. Um, but that that's that was the main reason we chose Neo, and we're really happy with our choice. Um, so so yeah, awesome. And uh, you obviously had to build an MVP for the City of Zion DAPCOMP, uh, which you guys came second in. And I understand that you, as you mentioned earlier, you're entering the the Neo developer competition as well, which is co-hosted uh, by Microsoft. And I love the fact that you guys are putting your product first and you're actually working hard to, to build something before going and asking the public for fundraising. So uh, a two-part question here. Firstly, what improvements have you made to your MVP uh, since the City of Zion competition for the, for the Neo competition? And... Um, how much of the platform do you think is going to be complete by the time you guys get to your token sale phase? Yep, that's a great question. Um, to, to answer the first part of that, so our, our MVP that we submitted to uh, the, the first uh, Neo DApp competition uh, was the, the, we like to call it the incentivized smart contract. And what that did was it uh, rewarded users for curating content uh, in a very simple way. Um, that we've begun to to kind of advance uh, forward a little bit, um, but what we've what what that's evolved into um, for the Microsoft competition is we have integrated uh, the crowdfunding functionality, and that is kind of the focus of the MVP um, that we're submitting to the Microsoft competition. So it has those two aspects: it has the incentivized um, user uh, curation, and it has the the crowdfunding functionality. So the, the product we're, we're working with now is kind of twofold um, in that sense. Um, and and that's, that's really a great foundation to start from, we believe, because it provides immediate value to consumers um, and it provides an immediate value to artists. Um, and we think that that's going to be a great place to grow um, the platform by getting immediate feedback and being able to learn from the, the early adopters of our platform. And just going back to uh, to one of the things you mentioned with putting our product first, the main reason that we're doing that is because we see Neo and blockchain in and of itself is such a new phenomenon, um, and there aren't really anyone any people that we can kind of look to um, who have come before that we can follow. So we're really pioneering. Um, we're really pioneering in this space, and the reason that we're so focused on these competitions and putting the product for uh, first is to get feedback from the community, um, to hear what they like, what works, what people are excited about. Um, so just going off of that, that's kind of uh, the, the rationale behind us participating in these competitions. Um, and to move to answer the, to, to answer the second part of your question, um, the, the functionality that we're looking to have uh, for our token sale uh, will obviously be the basic crowdfunding um, functionality for artists, as well as the incentive, uh, incentivized content curation for users. Um, and we're really just going to kind of advance those two functionalities on the platform um, and, and look to onboard uh, both of those user bases, the creators and the consumers. And as we do that, um, we will kind of prioritize what features we need to add next. Um, so the, the things that I mentioned um, the, the playlist functionalities and the things like that, those are not going to be available um, 
to use once the crowd sale launches. Um, but shortly down the line, that's one of the things that we're really excited to receive this funding for is so that we can develop these super awesome features um, and increase the value for consumers. So uh, just to kind of shortly answer your question, what, what we'll have available um, for the crowd sale is those two um, products, the incentivized curation uh, and the crowdfunding opportunities. And we're also going to have uh, a pretty respectable um, user base uh, and kind of growing network um, of artists and consumers that are interacting with our platform. So it, it, it's it, we kind of like to follow the incremental development uh, process. So we, we other than that, we really uh, we don't know what else is going to be a part of the platform. Um, but as we begin to work with our early adopters, we're going to, like I said, prioritize um, what else will be included. So we'll have that basic functionality and uh, anything else on top of that is, is something that we're going to learn about and that we're going to discover um, as we work with our users over the next few months. Okay, great. And obviously, artists will be able to upload their music on this on this MVP. Um, that you, is correct. Yeah, yep. yep, cool, cool. Sweet. So um, have you secured any seed funding uh, for this project? And what can you tell us about your token sale, like as in when that might happen or any additional information you might have on hand? Absolutely. Uh, that's another great question. So we've received some uh, seed funding. And so actually our team all came together um, we're kind of the open source uh, philosophy of Neo. We're following theirs, so we actually all were able to to come together to meet uh, in Berlin um, last two weekends ago uh, for the first time. And what we realized is that we need a little bit more funding um, to get to the crowd sale than we had initially thought. Um, and the main reason for that being is that we really want to. Uh, we from the beginning, we really want to create a strong brand for ourselves that shows people uh, the value that our platform is going to bring, you know, six months down the road. And while we may not have the funding from the crowd sale now, um, we really, we want to push the content, um, whether it's collaborations between artists or video content. We want to we want to generate some funds so that we can provide that content um, to our users and our interested investors um, so that we can really show them what we're going to be. Um, so with that being said, uh, we're looking for a little bit more seed funding. Um, we've had a lot of interest, and that's been kind of a, kind of my focus as of recent is is managing a lot of those relationships, uh, which I've learned great a great deal from. Um, so looking forward, um, following our our successful seed raise, um, our crowd sale will begin uh, on May first uh, with our pre-sale. And that's going to go uh, throughout the month of May if we need it to. We're going to offer uh, 50 million tokens in that first crowd sale phase. Uh, and then our public uh, main sale will begin June 1st, and we will offer 250 million tokens um, for a total hard cap of $50 million. Um, and I just want to take some time to, to mention that, you know, with all of the blockchain projects um, and all of the kind of questionable uh, questionable coins and projects that have been out there. We've, we've received a little bit of concern um, about our hard cap, but I just want to take a second to, to emphasize the rationale behind, uh, behind that number. And that is really that we are, we are creating um, a, com a combined platform um, and network. And by, 
by in doing that, um, we have a lot of capital requirements for for bringing on users and incentivizing them from the beginning. Um, so that that's kind of the reason behind um, our hard cap, and it's gonna it's gonna get us towards profitability and towards a sustainable business model. Um, so I just kind of wanted to to reassure any of the listeners out there um, that that the reason for that cap is to to ensure that we can develop a quality product and to ensure that we will survive uh, with that same level of quality um, through our break-even point and to become profitable and sustainable. So going back to your question, um, our pre-sale is May 1st. Our crowd sale will begin uh, on June 1st. And we're pushing really fast to get our, our landing page up. It's not quite live yet. Um, but in the next week, uh, our landing page will be up and people will be eligible uh, to to join our whitelist and then join our community further from there. Awesome. I love that you're you know being transparent about how much you're trying to raise and what you want to do with it and so on. And that kind of ties into what I was about to say was, you know, I've lurked around in your Discord a little bit and I love that the community is able to see your team organizing, developing, scheduling meetings and all those things on the platform. I think that's great for transparency as well. And I think that's another thing that will uh, inspire confidence in your team and, and what it is you're looking to build. So for anyone who wants to get involved, um, Discord is obviously a great place for them to start, but where else can they go to join your community or perhaps even contribute to the project? Are you looking for additional contributors? Yeah, that's a great question. We are always looking for additional contributors. Um, basically, the, the impact of what we can produce is directly related to how many people we have contributing. Um, and it's been really cool to see you know, how our our early contributors have taken, begun to take uh, more of a leadership role in, in bringing on new contributors. Um, but what that means is that as, as we grow and develop, is that we need more and more people to actually produce and create and develop uh, the content in the platform. So we are always looking um, for new contributors. We have uh, a lot of posts up on angel lists for, for positions we're looking for. Um, and other than that, the, my recommendation for, for interested people out there uh, is to, to go ahead and join our Discord channel. Um, and you can either DM me, Nate Strang, uh, or any of our other uh, people on there. Um, or just go into our general channel and introduce yourself. Uh, tell us a little bit about your passions, your experiences, and how you might like to contribute. And that's been a, a really successful uh, way of, of, of onboarding new contributors so far. Okay, great. So um, anyone who's listening to this, uh, whether you're on YouTube or iTunes or Google Play, we will have a link to iMusify's Discord in the description. So take a look there. And Nate, as far as uh, other social channels, are you on uh, Twitter, Telegram, uh, Medium? Where else can they get you? Yep, absolutely. Um, we're active on all of those channels. Uh, like I said, Discord's a great place for contributors. Um, we have some great writers on Medium that are that are producing a lot of really uh, intriguing and uh, informational articles. So, so Medium is a great place to, to read more. Um, and as well, Telegram, we're quite active on Twitter as well. Um, so really, you know, any, any channel that is convenient, uh, we are active on it. But the, the, you know, the best way to be informed is through Medium, uh, Discord, and get involved. Um, and we, uh, we do a lot of our investor uh, relations uh, through Telegram. Awesome. So again, we'll have all those links in our description, guys. So take a look out for that. 
Nate, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast. I'm very excited to see where this project goes. I think uh, there is definitely uh, a, a, a need for something like this, and I would like to see this succeed on Neo. So I thank you for all your efforts, and I thank you very much for your time. Thank you so much, Dean. It was a pleasure talking with you. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. <laughs>